Welcome or welcome back to the Cosmic Drip Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Rose Gehring. I'm an energy worker, an intuitive astrologer, love enthusiast, tuning in from the West Coast of the US. And in this episode, we're going to be diving into the medicine that's here for us this Aquarius season. It's been a minute since I've recorded and released a podcast episode. Actually, hasn't been a minute since I've recorded episodes. I've recorded a couple of episodes that I just have like hated the next day and didn't want to release. Um, and so, yeah, I took a brief sabbatical, I guess, from from releasing anything if the cosmic drip over the holidays and I am feeling excited and much more inspired in this space and very much looking forward to what's to come uh, for the cosmic drip in 2022. I'm part of what I'm doing with this Mercury retrograde is really looking at where I want the podcast to grow and how um, it wants to grow as well. And so I am scheduling interviews with people and really looking at where I want to take the podcast within the next year, which feels really good and exciting. And I don't know, I started it knowing that it would kind of be in review and in flux depending on how it feels and what else I am creating. And so much of the end of 2021 for me was fully taking like an energetic audit of my business and myself and where my energy is going into um, everywhere in my life, but particularly within my offerings and within my business and where it feels really good to create, where it feels really good to create free content and give information and where it doesn't, um, really reevaluating like my relationships with social media and how I care about using them for my business or for my personal self. Um it felt really good. It was an immense amount of reflection and restructuring, and I'm starting to feel things fall into place more. So this is a really long-winded intro. I have a few other things that I want to um, share before we dive into the content for this episode. But before we get into that, uh, of course, as always, liking, subscribing, or rating this podcast is immensely supportive. If you listen to podcasts on Spotify, there used to not be an option to rate and review, and now there is. So um, very exciting. And thank you so much for the support that you give just by listening to this to this podcast, um, sharing it with your friends that you think it may resonate with, and then liking, subscribing, or rating it if you feel so inclined. Any, um, any of that is so appreciated. So a couple of updates. The first is that I'm going to be popping into your podcast feed um, a couple of times within the next few weeks with some extra bonus episodes where I'll be speaking on creativity and myths that we kind of collectively tell or believe about creativity. Um, these are going to be mini episodes like maybe six to ten minutes long and they've really been inspired by this upcoming container that I have just opened up, Journey Through the Artist's Way. These I've just wanted to record because I've felt really inspired in this area and feel like I have a lot to say and also want to just drop some extra bonus content for you. So um, be on the lookout for that over the coming couple of weeks. 
which brings me to Journey Through the Artist's Way. I am so psyched about this offering. So Journey Through the Artist's Way is a 12-week transformational journey that's designed to unblock your inner artist and liberate your creativity. We'll be following along with the workbook, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, uh, which in and of itself is like one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced, tools I've ever experienced. Um, This is a workbook that's designed to recover your creativity and to discover and recover your creativity. So tuning into the creative nature that each one of us have and really uncovering um, the limited beliefs, fears, and conditioning that have blocked this from being fully expressed and from you being able to tune into this. So this has a lot to do with connecting your creativity to your spirituality. There is a lot of inner child healing that comes along with this work, even though that's not like the particular focus of the work. This is all about coming back into your creative center, to the seat of the creator within you, whether you um, consider yourself an artist and a creative or whether you absolutely don't. Julia Cameron points out to us throughout this workbook that we are all creative and that it is our divine gift and right to be able to create and to tune into our creativity in whatever way that looks like for us. It's really, really an incredible experience. I've gone through the book twice, once by myself and once with a group. Um, It was so much easier and better with the group, by the way. And it just continues to be like one of the most transformative and supportive processes that I've gone through. I've mentioned it on a previous episode. And honestly, I tell almost all of my clients about this book because there really is something for it on the other side for everybody and you know so often our creative desires and impulses just get really muddied and clouded with all of the things that we're managing on a day-to-day basis for life and so this work really takes us through a process of uncovering and coming back to a place of letting our creativity flow and come through and honoring what's there for us. So in addition to weekly Zoom meetings with the entire cohort, what you also get with this journey with me is going to be an opening ceremony where we're going to set intentions and enter into the container. A weekly notion document as a guide for the week's chapter and a place where you can be journaling for the week's prompts. You'll have support and accountability from your cohort via Marco Polo, which is a video chatting app. You'll also be able to book two 30-minute one-on-one sessions with me that you can receive uh, coaching, energy work, tarot, or just to be able to bounce ideas off of um, to support your process in whatever way. You'll also be able to receive 20% off of any other sessions or events that I offer during the duration of the three months. So think like targeted energy work to support you or maybe an astro consult about looking at creativity within your birth chart. I've really added these elements to create like the ultimate container for the processing of this work. As I've mentioned, I've gone through it a couple of times. So what I've added to this is really like what I loved about um, what I received from the times that I went through it. And then also what I wish I had had while I was going through the artist's way. So especially in energy work, as well as the uh cohort and having a supportive group of people around you. This is going to be um, a very beautiful mixture of masculine devotion and commitment and action as well as feminine gentleness and flow and creativity and intuition. This work is 
not just the most powerful tool I've encountered for the recovery and liberation of your creativity and self-expression, but also in manifestation and co-creation with the universe, healing, conditioning, limiting beliefs and inner blocks, especially around your self-expression, your inner child and your sacred work, as well as for creating alignment in your life and finding and playing with the flow of your inner divine masculine and feminine energies. There is just so much available, um, so much that's there within this 12 weeks, and it looks different for everybody what they get out of it, and uh, both the times that I've gone through it, I've gotten something totally different, and I'm really stoked to see what comes through this time around, and also just to witness the evolution and magic that's here for the humans who sign up. I'm so excited. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. If you'd like to learn more or to sign up, go ahead and click the link in the show notes below. Coming into 2022 has felt like a massive timeline shift for me, and it's felt so good. I'm really excited for the shifts to be here. I've felt really ready. I've spent a lot of time in the last few months of 2021 doing a lot of preparing, um, preparing my physical space, preparing my digital space, preparing my offerings, and um, really like in every area. It's felt like a liberated breath of relief to be here. And I'm sure so much of this has to do with Jupiter and Pisces. I just feel like this levity that feels so, so good. And I'm really excited for it. So yeah, I'll just dive into some of the, I don't know, updates slash focuses that I'm calling in in 2022 because I was going to do, well, I recorded an episode of like recapping some 2021 and talking about what is coming through for 2022 and just all felt like so annoying to me after I recorded it. So here we are. Um, Some of the business shifts that I am welcoming in 2022 is really shifting out of doing as many astrology readings as I've been doing. Um, It's definitely been like the focal point of my business and what I built my business off of. And it doesn't feel very good to be giving a lot of birth chart readings anymore. So I'm limiting my availability to two birth chart readings a month. And I won't be doing seasonal guidance readings outside of my one-on-one clients. Um, By the way, I have two spots that are open and will be filled by mid-February for one-on-one work. So if that's something that uh, interests you, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm also going to be focusing a lot of my astrology work on astrocartography, which is locational astrology and business astrology. These two things uh, really became what I felt most passionate about and and most energized in in my astrology work in 2021. Uh, Within astrocartography, I supported, I think, seven people uh, or couples in relocating and finding places to relocate. We worked, I worked with uh, retirees, with people wanting to relocate to start retreat centers, to start businesses or to um, grow their business, to um, focus on personal growth, to connect to places that they want to travel. And it's all just been so much fun. It combines two things that I'm super passionate about, which is, of course, astrology, but travel as the second. I love travel. It's one of my absolute first loves and deepest passion. And so do you build con- to be able to combine both of those things into one offering and then to share that with people to support their own travels uh, just feels so good and exciting. So 
I'll definitely be prioritizing astro cartography uh, clients in astro sessions this year. And then business astrology also has been super fun in just connecting with entrepreneurs and the businesses that they've created and supporting their connection and understanding of the energy that their business carries as its own entity and how they interact with and to contribute to that based off of the lens of their own birth chart and placements. It's been so much fun um, and yeah, a lot of depth and understanding here and an understanding and respecting your business as again, its own entity living outside of you. So often if you are a solopreneur, especially, but so often in the entrepreneurial world, it can be so easy to identify with your business and to feel like your business is you, especially like if your business is your literal name or if you are the face of it, but your business is not you. Your business is its own living, breathing thing. And you simply are a facilitator and a channel through which it comes through. So um, yeah, it's so cool to dive into this work with people and it's been super fun. That being said, my focuses this year are really going to be on group programs. So Journey Through the Artist's Way being the first of them, but working with groups more in general through events, through teaching mini courses and master classes, mostly online, but also in person. Um, and then also on energy work and growing my Reiki practice, deepening my Reiki practice and um, deepening my connection to the history of Reiki and the westernization and colonialization of Reiki itself and really decolonizing my Reiki practice as well as honoring like where my practice is energy work and not Reiki. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It feels really good to be here. Saturn has been in my ninth house of higher education and philosophy and ritual and learning. And I am super excited to be holding space more as a teacher. And um, yeah, also really just honoring my own devotional practices as this ninth house year is really highlighting for me the importance of that and the structure that it gives me. Uh, I, I'm sure you've heard me talk about being a reflector. I am not somebody who um, craves or needs or desires a lot of consistency and structure in my life, but rituals are a way that I bring in structure and some level of consistency in a way that feels really supportive to me, that's able to be um, flexible and adapted to where I am. And for me, like this mostly comes through with my Reiki practice slash my energy work practice and my yoga practice. So those are really where I am like tuning in in my own healing in this year. And it feels good. It feels grounding. And I am really looking forward to expanding myself outside of astrology in this year. <laughs> that being said, let's talk about some astrology. All right, friends, we are officially in Aquarius season and Aquarius season is a fixed air season. So air brings us into the realm of ideas and communication, thoughts, um, socialization. It's a very, air signs are extremely social um, and times when we're drawn to be more social. Aquarius is the individualist as an air sign. So it's 
less about connecting with social and the people around us. It's also a universal sign. And Aquarius is more of connecting with intuition and divine knowledge and the reception of new ideas and innovation. Um, according to one of my favorite astrology books, Astrology, A Cosmic Science by Isabel Hickey, she describes fixed air as um, representing intuition made constant through the use of will. And Aquarius is the sign of inspiration. It's symbolized by the cold electric air of winter. So this idea of representing intuition made constant through the use of will, what this means is the development of intuition and our receptive channel to um, two messages from our higher selves, from our, in from our intuition, from um, our guides and higher consciousness, right? Made constant through the use of will. So this is all about how do we use the intuition that we receive, the ideas that we receive? How do we make that materialize within our lives through how we put this into action and through how we take the ideals, the ethics, the um, revolutionary concepts that we are receiving uh, or just the intuitions that we're receiving. How do we take that and put that into action in our lives? Um, so Aquarius and this idea of fixed air at the, not necessarily the archetypal level, but at like the higher symbolic level is the usage of taking that information and utilizing it and putting it into practice and making it constant through the use of how you bring this into your day to day. This is why it's a sign of inspiration. Um, it's really about a blend of the intellect and intuition and allowing for intuition to come into intellectual situations and logical situations in order to problem solve um, with expanded consciousness and expanded opportunities for creative solutions and for new solutions. So it's this reason that Aquarius is often associated with um innovators with scientists with revolutionaries it's really this idea of taking information and putting it into practice in a way that is usually different from how um from how the mainstream or typical way of doing things is. This is also why Aquarius gets this reputation for being like the alien, the outsider, um, someone who stands apart from society because the energy of Aquarius is really about bringing in new ideas and making new ideas come into reality. And what that means is that the new and innovative and revolutionary um ideas or intuitions that come through have to look different and be somewhat like strange to how things are typically going right like there is some shaking up there to be able to recognize something as different it has to be different than what you're used to and I know that that's super obvious to say but um when we actually are confronted with these things in our day-to-day -day lives we don't always respond with openness and receptivity to the newness that is coming through at least uh when we're really anchored in 3d we typically don't like this and people have different ways that they enjoy or don't like change and this is also different for everybody depending on what your birth chart looks like because of course that's going to filter through um how you perceive change and these things but <clears throat> 
excuse me, the change within Aquarius and that's represented by Aquarius is really from, uh, and this is because, or maybe not because of, but this is also represented in Uranus being the modern ruler of Aquarius. Uh, there is this idea of lightning and quick electric change, things happening quickly, coming in and changing um, up how things have been before. And Aquarius is the connection, the channel through which we receive this information and then put it into practice. So when we are in Aquarius season, we have this opportunity to tune into um, how we utilize our intuition, how we allow our intuition to be made constant through uh, how we take action from it in our day-to-day -day lives and how we allow that to show us our individuality and our unique gifts and then uh, empower us to be able to share that within our community and bring that to um, the group and the collective. Aquarius is also the sign of the collective. So it's interesting because Aquarius really operates within this uh, dynamic from the individual and the collective, right? It's all about individualization and what makes you unique and how you share your unique thoughts and gifts and talents and it's about how that contributes to the collective in and of itself aquarius is where in traditional astrology the sun um is exiled it does not like to be with an aquarius because aquarius uh is not about the identification as the individual aquarius individuates because it's a manner in which we receive specific information and also the ways in which we utilize um, our unique perspectives, worldviews, experiences, and gifts in order to create something or give back something. And when I say give back something, like this could be a tangible thing that you create. This could also just be a way in which you contribute to the collectives that you're involved in and the communities that you're involved in. It's all about how we... Um, utilize and take advantage of the unique talents that we all have so that we can create a collective that honors each of those things where everyone is able to contribute in the way that they feel good and inspired and are good at contributing um, in and also have that be received in society and like the idea is when we all are doing this when we all have our thing that we're contributing um, to the group we all fulfill a different need that the group has. And so in doing this, we strengthen the group and the collective and we empower individuals to own their personal zones of genius and brilliance and, and empower them to bring this forward to the collective in a way that genuinely supports and uplifts and serves us and meets a need that needs to be met um, by the group and collective. And this is really the epitome of Aquarius energy. And so when we operate with this energy, it's interesting because as an air sign, it cares so deeply about the community in this way, but from a perspective that is more intellectual, right? It's more about um, what can I do? How can I use my the information that I carry? How can I use my intellect and how can I bring my intuition into this in order to meet this need? It's less motivated by emotion and what that means is that not that Aquarius is unemotional by any standpoint but Aquarius is kind of the uh energy of like uh 
I love humans, but like can't stand people. Like I don't want to be in public, but like uh, because y'all drive me fucking crazy. But I absolutely love serving my community and um, the idea of humanity in general. Like there is just a lot of passion towards humanity, towards our evolution and towards creating a much more equitable collective community society whatever word you want to use that um welcomes and holds space for every unique expression of individuality and recognizes that there is something to be learned from each of those expressions aquarius energy also has a need to be balanced with the heart this is as i mentioned an air energy it's very heady intellectual crown third eye chakra activating um, types of energy and we can hang out there a lot during the season and that can be really supportive for us in um clearing the third eye and the crown and channeling information and bringing in intuition right but we also have a really deep need to balance this with the heart and to bring this down all the way into the heart chakra uh, in order to really tap into the highest form of Aquarius energy, which is being a conduit of ethics and love of higher consciousness and creating that here on earth and in our physical reality. So without this key piece of being balanced with the heart, we have the uh, potential for utilizing Aquarius energy in a way that continues to separate us from the collective instead of recognizing the personal zones of genius that we all have and loving the things that make us unique and allowing that to um, add even more to our community as we express this uh, the other side of Aquarius is not wanting to express this feeling shut out from society or um as though you're different and then creating greater separation between you and others and at the end of the day um, the truth is that there is no separation and so Aquarius energy can be tuned into from both of these perspectives so this is something to keep in mind as we're moving through the season is just this this concept of Maybe the things that you are recognizing or the things that you want to do are things that set you apart a little bit from the groups that you're involved in or from collectives that you've been involved in. And maybe your voice as the revolutionary is integral in that space. Maybe you are um, learning how to dive deeper into your self-expression and um really allowing your voice to be heard whether or not you are a dissenting voice so that's also something to be aware of during this time okay the archetype for aquarius season is the water bearer so you may have seen an image of this before this is um it's typically symbolized by a man although in the tarot this is the star card and it's usually a woman who's on this card and i uh the way i interpret and feel this energy feels a little more feminine to me but the water bearer is carrying a jug of water and pouring it out onto uh, where she is standing or onto the earth below. And this is this Aquarius energy of what is contained within the water is the knowledge and insight and intuition that is being given and poured out onto um onto the world or onto your community or 
or onto you, right? It's like the reception of this intuition and this wisdom that really comes through during Aquarius. And so um, this is why Aquarius is like the inventive scientist because it's the receiving and the reception of new ideas and the opening of perspectives and um, the creative, intuitive solutions that are equally important uh, to be combined into any of our like more intellectual pursuits or ideas or um, projects that we're working with. So this could be a really good time to uh, kind of take stock of where certain projects are at in your life, right? With the retrogrades especially, like being in the energy of reflection and reevaluation and just noticing how you're feeling um, and then revising from there. And then tapping into this Aquarian energy that's here of being able to find new creative, inventive, innovative solutions to what it is that you're facing or what has come through for you during the time of um, reevaluation and what's come up and what's come through as we've been facing new aspects of our shadow, particularly with Venus retrograde. So this is a really great time to be able to just tune into this inner wisdom, to receive this inner wisdom and remember to come back into your heart and to stay centered within your heart as best as possible, tuning into both the wisdom that you're receiving and how it feels in your heart and in your body. Some important things to note about this particular Aquarius season um, is, of course, the retrogrades that we are beginning it with that I already mentioned. Um, Mercury started its retrograde at 10 degrees of Aquarius and at the time that I'm recording this is currently at 7 degrees of Aquarius and then will continue its retrograde until 24 degrees of Capricorn. So um, that's something to note that Mercury re Mercury's retrograde is here in Aquarius and once it moves into Cap and once it starts moving forward again we'll feel like there is more uh, momentum and answers that we are finding for some of the things that have come up during this retrograde period. So the retrograde ends on February 3rd. And then Saturn is also in Aquarius, of course. Um, Saturn being here may make things feel a little more serious or afflicted. Like you might feel, uh, you might be more aware of what feels like external barriers or limits during this time or uh, like structural hoops that you have to get through, things that you have to do in order to make something else happen, being more aware of these external uh, limits or restrictions that uh, we have to deal with, like at a collective level, what this looks like in terms of a COVID world, I don't even want to get into, honestly. Um, we might just be feeling more aware of where this exists for us in our personal lives during this time. If you have Saturn in Aquarius and you're going through your Saturn return right now, this is a season where what you've been processing since Saturn moved into Aquarius last year um, is more visible. It's also more possible to find greater perspectives and creative solutions while we're here and also to kind of use this season as integration of what you've learned so far. There's um, visibility coming in for what the Saturn return is bringing and like means in your life and what's being processed in you through this, although I'm sure there's no question of what's being brought up about that in your life at this point. Uh, but there's more visibility as far as like 
how this is coming through, we have more capacity to, again, like tune into those innovative, creative solutions and maybe pathways forward. Um, but this is a good time to just really like, again, take stock of where you're at and be reflective of what has happened or occurred during your Saturn return so far and what you have learned and like what you're beginning to put into place. The more actively you take as a role involved in your Saturn return, the better your Saturn return is, not necessarily because um, tumultuous or stressful things won't be happening, but because you'll feel more confident in the way you're engaging with them and not just feel like, I don't know, you're like in a washing machine, like being tumbled uh, for the rest of your Saturn return. So this is a good opportunity to tune into those things. This is also a good place to integrate how and just be aware of and bring awareness to how you've grown in your maturity and your self-sovereignty during the last year. This goes for um, this goes for everybody because Saturn and Aquarius as a transit really brings us face to face with where we are not fitting within structures and systems um, according to greater society, right? It's that Aquarian energy of like the individualist a little bit, but particularly if this is your Saturn return, this is what you are coming into during this these three years and this season and finding your self-sovereignty within that and within being a part of a generation that is meant to be breaking down a lot of structures and foundations and barriers to make them more accessible and equitable and um, to reflect the community and our growth and evolution as a humanity uh, to a greater extent. So how are you doing that? How are you feeling within that? How are you noticing that you are maybe establishing greater boundaries for yourself or just feeling like you are more an authority over your own self, right? Tuning into that aspect and concept of self-sovereignty and self-ownership uh, is really, really huge during this Saturn return. So this is a really good time to yeah, integrate and take stock of it. And I don't know, do some tarot pulls around it. Or maybe you're like tuning into the Akashic Records and you want to bring them into this process. This is, these are all things that could be super supportive and that are really accessible during Aquarius season in particular. In general, this is the season to really feel into your unique gifts, your unique zone of brilliance and genius and how are you offering that to the world how are you utilizing this in your day-to-day -day or in your week-to-week -week? how are you bringing this into your life and how are you um using it as an offering and as a gift to the communities and groups that you're a part of this is also, again, that process of individuation and recognizing the things in yourself that make you unique and the unique perspectives that you carry while having that focus on the collective well-being. Okay, the card that came out as our medicine for this season is the Four of Wands. I love this card. Some keywords for it are unity, blossoming, new life, family, joy, and rest. Four of Wands represents a time of the completion of a project, an effort, um, a period of time in your life. It welcomes celebration and rest and connection with loved ones. It's like that, that period after you 
finish doing a thing that has taken a lot of your energy and focus and time and you get to just relax and be and be with the people you care about. And um, it's beautiful. So this really indicates the season being a time of that joyful rest, which feels really fitting for being in winter in the Northern Hemisphere and for Mercury retrograde, right? We're already in this energy itself of um, not necessarily moving, moving things forward, but being in a sacred pause. And that's really what Four of Wands is, is this energy of sacred pause. It's not like a time where nothing is happening. This is a really fertile season still. Um, and what the rest during this time is, is giving you space to to blossom and to grow and for things to take root. This is like the energy of the period of time after you plant the seed in the soil um, between that and it sprouting. Like it's underneath the surface and it's like under the dirt. It may look like nothing's happening, but it's slowly sprouting and roots are sprouting and it's growing. And soon you will see like the fruits of that, right? So this is a period of time where the energy is really fertile. There's a lot to come through after this point, and this isn't necessarily the time of action. This is the time of, again, rest and taking care of yourself and bringing more um, peace into your day-to-day. So this could be a great time to actually take a vacation and to spend more time resting, and if that's not accessible to you, bringing this into your day-to-day life and finding greater balance between um, the energy that you're putting into work and what you're creating in your life and also allowing yourself and giving yourself space to rest, knowing that you are only doing a part of the job anyway. Yes, we need to show up in action and showing up in action is one of the key things that um, moves what we're manifesting forward and whatever, we can talk about manifestation later. I like don't necessarily want to use that word, but we have to be in action in order to receive our manifestations in some way. But there is a difference between pushing and forcing and... Um, continuing to push rather than taking inspired action and allowing us to rest and allowing us to come into a space to be able to receive the next aligned action to take. And that's kind of what this energy is. Um, It's also about letting go of trials that we've been through, things that have happened in the past that we have um, learned from and grown from, but that we may be holding on to and recognizing where we can lean into the stability and the foundation that it's created in our own selves and how we are finding that create that stability and foundation um, within ourselves as individuals, right? There is nothing external that can make us happy. There is nothing external that can quote unquote complete us like we have to come to all these things and find all of this within ourselves and everything is within each one of us everything is in you and so this is really um yeah a time where we're asked to lean into that and we're asked to trust that and um it's kind of like the fertile darkness is how I see this card I I really love it and this is uh, bringing in some like fire and earth energy and I like how that um, manifests in balance within the air activation that's happening during this season too. This feels like a very potent Aquarius season. There might not be a lot of um, forward momentum that you feel on the receiving end of things, but this is definitely a time where a lot of new seeds and ideas are going to um, come in and take place and start germinating, and uh, that will be seeing the 
outset of um, in the months to come. So it's exciting stuff and it feels good to be in Aquarius season. Personally, I fucking love Aquarius season and it feels really good to be in an air season. I am such a heavy air sign and I'm an Aquarius moon. So it feels really good to be here. It feels really um, familiar and safe and uh, opening and exciting. So I love it. And I hope that you guys enjoy this beautiful Aquarius season too. Um, of course, for the portion of what you should look for in your own chart, check to see the house that Aquarius rules for you to see more specifically where this season is manifesting in your life and the area of life that you're going to be feeling it more. Check out where Saturn is for you and see how that is uh, being affected by Saturn and by the sun this season, if it is at all. Um, the season is going to be most potent for fixed signs and fixed placements. So that is Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius as well as, of course, anybody who is going through their Saturn return right now. This is going to feel, um, uh, I don't want to say bigger, but it's it's going to feel more impactful. Um, plus, Earth, I'm sorry, air signs and placements will also be really feeling it this season. So those are things to look for and to keep in mind as you move through this season and as you tune into this energy to really allow it to permeate you and allow it to um, be integrated into your experience to provide you with the most uh, effective and opening and joyful and easeful Aquarius season that you could possibly have. Sending you so much love. Thank you so much for tuning in. I truly just so appreciate it. It's so much fun for me to do this podcast and I hope that you guys are enjoying it too. I hope that this supports your month ahead. If you want to share thoughts that you've had, how it landed or how applying any of this goes for you, I am all ears and so happy to hear. Feel free to reach out to me in my DMs at Kate Gare, C-A-I-T-G-O-E-H-R on Instagram. And just a reminder that Journey Through the Artist's Way is beginning on February 2nd of 2022 and enrollment is now open. So click the link in the show notes to sign up or get more info. And that's all for now. I'll be back in your feed soon with the mini episodes that I mentioned. Uh, so much love. See you on the internet. Bye. Bye.